All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP Winged Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live. It's a Tuesday, May 9th edition, and we are Daily Faceoff Live is presented by Batano.ca. The game starts now at Batano. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Bet with your head not over it. Uh, we are joined today by current Chicago Blackhawks analyst. What a day to have him, Colby Cohen, on the show. Colby, uh, I just want to let everyone know this was planned ahead of time for Colby's appearance this week, uh, not after the results of the draft lottery. Colby, what are you up to? I got a lot of text messages, Frank. I got a lot of texts. I got a lot of a lot of business things happening today. A lot of podcasts, and uh, you're going to join us later on our podcast. You were you were someone that came up, so it's a busy day uh, in May for a team that uh, has been out for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I was actually sequestered as part of the NHL's uh, draft lottery. Uh, process. I was in the room to watch the ping pong balls on Monday night in Secaucus, New Jersey. I wrote a story about it on dailyfaceoff.com, which you can read, and I'll talk about it a little bit later in the show. But 
Let's talk about that incredible lottery win for the Chicago Blackhawks. Colby, we'll throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and, and start right there. Uh, tell me where you were. Tell me what the reaction has been like in Chicago since the news. Uh, there was a watch party at the United Center. Sort of set the scene for me about what the reaction's been like and also uh, the boon in business that this has been for the Blackhawks since landing arguably the best talent generationally in a draft since Connor McDavid. Yeah, so I was actually at NBC's studios downtown because we were doing a, a post-lottery sort of reaction show. We had about three different shows prepared depending on what the outcome, top two, uh, three, and then uh, if we went to four and five. So we were watching, um, you know, alongside Pat Boyle and, and Charlie Romiliotis, obviously, cheering you know nervously really hoping for for Connor Bedard or or Adam Fantilli I think we all kind of went into last night hoping to at least get to one or two um and the the watch party from what I heard at the United Center was awesome it was all the employees all the people that uh have put in a lot of hard work the last couple of years trying to sell tickets trying to sell advertising corporate partnerships all this stuff and I think their jobs all just got a lot easier, Frank. So I think it was just a night of excitement in Chicago for the staff, hockey ops, you know, talking to Kyle Davidson last night. Um, I, I think he did a smart thing in setting his expectations low. And so I think he was just absolutely thrilled. So, you know, lots of congratulations to go around, not to mention the, the two and a half to $3 million in season tickets that have been sold since last night. So, uh, uh, all day or uh, all around, Frank, a, a good time to be, you know, working here in this organization and, and, you know, for the fans in the city of Chicago. Yeah, it was an incredible stat that was tweeted out by Darren Rovell in the first few hours after the draft lottery, 500 new full season tickets sold two and a half million dollars of tickets moved in the first couple hours. I'm sure that number has ballooned in the hours since. And Colby, you kind of, that's the one interesting thing, being at the draft lottery, uh, you don't get to see all of the reaction from the different watch parties and fan bases, but the the joy and excitement that's in Chicago is sort of balanced on the other end by the heartbreak <laughs> that's in Anaheim, but more so in Columbus. There was the gaffe, of course, with uh, the production part of it in the NHL's broadcast revealing before the card was flipped that the Blue Jackets had fallen down to number three. And so they lose out not only on Connor Bedard, but also, as you mentioned, likely Adam Fantilli in the number two spot. And so the Blue Jackets, this team that was probably a ready-made fit, a team that was maybe the most competitive of the, the lottery teams to step back into a playoff spot next year if they were able to land Bedard, they lose twice for a team that has had 11 cracks now at the draft lottery and hasn't done it. That reaction in Columbus must, must be absolutely gutting. Yeah, and I think Yarmo Kekalainen did say they're they're going to get a phenomenal cornerstone piece, and and you know what? Yeah, I believe that. I, I believe Leo Carlson is a franchise type of player. So he's a big Swedish player. He's had um, success in the Swedish Hockey League, a league that I played uh, teams against when I was playing over in Europe. I know how difficult it is to produce in that league. Um, the players are mature. They're smart. They're well coached. So. I think getting into the top three of this draft is huge, but also, Frank, I think there's a lot of value in the middle and late part of the first round into the second round, something we haven't seen in a long time. I know later in the show, we'll 
talk to Stephen Ellis about this a little bit, so I don't want to go too far. But I think ultimately it, it was a good night for the NHL. Yeah, we'll be joined by our prospect analyst, Stephen Ellis, who put up a new mock draft within minutes, it felt like, after the draft lottery uh, and the draft order was set for the top 16 teams. So, Colby, to spin it forward um, for the Chicago Blackhawks, they're kind of in a really interesting spot now because they had have mapped out a long-term build. We're talking three, five years down the road with the prospects that they've been able to um, you know, draft to this point. They had three first-round picks last year in Montreal. Um, and now it sort of feels like adding someone that is a talent of Bedard's quality and level really ratchets up the timeline. And it's funny to say timeline because Kyle Davidson has never given a timeline in terms of when the Blackhawks might expect to be competitive again. So maybe not in terms of a firm date or target in terms of years, but just even in the short term of how the Blackhawks approach this summer, you're now going to want to make sure you surround Connor Bedard with the proper support pieces to have a successful first year in the NHL, regardless of whatever that benchmark might be to determine success, that it at least changes the Blackhawks' outlook in the very near-term, short-term this summer. What do you sense of, of how the reaction will be uh, inside the Blackhawks' front office to help prepare for Bedard's arrival? You know what, Frank? I don't necessarily agree with that. You have to now start surrounding him. And I know you're not suggesting going out and signing long-term contracts and bringing in big deals, but I don't really think it changes much. And, and, and the reason why, look no further than the New York Rangers. And I know Lafreniere and I know Kako and those guys have not panned out to be star players. But to me, it's a cautionary tale of why you don't rush a rebuild. Because you look at the Rangers, they've got a core of guys that look slow in the playoffs and are aging. You've got a core of young players that don't look like they've developed into what you had hoped because you signed guys like Panarin and you gave Kreider the extension that you did. And I think to me that stunts those guys' growth in New York. And now all of a sudden, I think the Rangers are caught in a little bit of no man's land. So I think that's a great cautionary tale for Kyle Davidson and the Blackhawks. Stay the course. Get some one-year rental players this summer. Bring in a couple of guys like you did last year, Domi, Athanasiu. And here's the other thing I'll say, Frank. The team is probably not going to have a good season next year when it comes to wins and losses. But Connor Bedard is a winner. He's won World Juniors. He's won at other levels. This is not a guy you have to worry about who's coming in as a loser-type player. And the other thing is, is you're surrounding him not just with players, but staff. Luke Richardson. He's played as, as many games as any coach probably right now currently in the NHL. You've got Kevin Dean. You've got Derek King. You're talking about players that were successful NHL players that know how to connect and support with young players. So I don't think it changes the trajectory of things other than the ceiling is higher with Connor Bedard. You need a cornerstone and a star center, but I think they stay the course. They do one-year deals this summer. Do not rush to spend your cap space. Let's use the cap space at the draft, weaponize it, get more currency, get maybe into the first round yet again. Um, so yeah, I, I really don't. I think they stay the course here and I think that will set them up for sustained success, not a one and done run. Like I think the Rangers are going to have, and then they're going to have a difficult time making another run like that for the next while. Yeah. I would just have a couple quick rebuttals to that one. 
probably unfair to compare Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco and those guys to Connor Bedard. They're on a completely different level. And that's one of the things that's driven me crazy about some draft coverage going back the last number of years is the hype for a consensus number one pick that's different than a generational talent that Connor Bedard is, which, yeah, we're putting a lot of pressure and anointing this kid, but everything we've seen to this point dictates that he's on a level that's close to Connor McDavid and close to Sidney Crosby and some of the other guys that have come before him. So it's a very, very small crop. And two, I would say, you know, you're right. That's the proper way to do it in terms of building the Blackhawks short-term one-year deals. But here are the list of players that the Blackhawks have back at the forward group next year. Tyler Johnson, Jason Dickinson, and Colin Blackwell are your three highest paid players. You need more than that. So no doubt that Kyle Davidson will come along and uh, and certainly surround him with a little bit more talent to give him some opportunity to come in and, and make a bit of a splash. But you're right, the overall thought process not changing in a big way. Uh, Want to ask well, you about Frank, uh, well, one? Yeah, I I, I want to just go into that a little bit more with you. And I know we're going way over the time here, but you look at Crosby, right? Look at the drafts before Crosby. Look at they, who who they were able to bring in. Um, you know, you look at the year that they got Taves third overall, and then the next year you get Kane first overall. So I, I really do. I think they need to be strategic about who they bring in, whether it's Max Domi at three or four million bucks, Athanasiu again at three or four million bucks. I'd like to see them maybe reach a little bit higher. But I think being in the lottery next season and getting another one of these top couple picks, I think is really important. Uh, for the longevity of this thing. And and at least that's the way that I'm looking at it. So I do yeah. hear you. I don't think it's fair to compare those players like Kako and Lafreniere. But my point just being that they got Panarin. They signed Kreider to the extension. To me, that stunts the growth of some of those young players. And now those guys do not look ready to take on top six roles consistently. And that's what I don't want to have see happen here in Chicago. Yeah, I get what you're saying. The Blackhawks land really the hardest piece to try and get. Now it's about trying to fill out the group underneath. And, and as you said, the lottery part will be uh, significant next year as well. You want to get as many of those picks as you can. The Arizona Coyotes this year, a cautionary tale, played themselves really out of the mix with the number of ping pong balls that they had there. Let's talk about Gabriel Landeskog, some significant news. Colby, on Tuesday morning, the Colorado Avalanche announcing that their captain will undergo a cartilage transplant in his right knee on Wednesday. The surgery will be performed by Dr. Brian Cole in Chicago at the Rush University Medical Center. And he's expected to miss the entire 2023-24 season. So Landis Cog already sat out this entire past season. We were thinking as he started to skate sometime in February, uh, March, that this is a guy that would be back for the Colorado Avalanche playoff run. Obviously, that didn't happen. Complications with the knee. Uh, clearly, a lack of cartilage. Probably a bone-on-bone -bone type situation in that knee, which is gross to think about. But when you consider now what this means for Gabriel Landeskog after not playing for two full seasons, do you think we see Gabriel Landeskog play in the NHL again, or is that too uh, daunting of a, a question to ask at this point? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, the surgery that he's having, I read, is at, Color or it's at Chicago's Rush Medical Center, which just so happens to be right down the street from where I live. Um, but 
I think that's too difficult of, of something to really have an opinion or comment on, you know, not being a medical professional. Um, you know, I'm, I usually am pretty opinionated about things, Frank, but uh, I hope we see him again. Um, I like to see and think with modern technology, with how good rehabilitation and recovery and all the science and technology behind it, there will be a way to get him back out on the ice. Will we ever see him in top form again? That, to me, is the bigger question. Will we see the guy that we saw help his team get to the Stanley Cup and win? Um, to me, that's that's sort of more of a burning question. I do hope to get him, see him back out on the ice. Uh, but, you know, kind of well wishes to him. That tough news for the Avs. It seems like they can't catch a break right now. Yeah, the injury news has been tough on the Avs front. I'm trying to think of a player I can't come up with one off the top of my head, Colby, that has missed two entire full seasons before then coming back to play and then what that success level was like. Like, we're not talking like played five games and, you know, there's this training cycle that you're in in terms of, uh, being ready to play, and I know that he was skating, but the idea that you miss, you know, by the time playoffs and everything else are added in, almost 200 games, like, that's a really, that's a that's a tough mountain to climb for Gabriel Landeskog, who will be uh, 32, potentially, by the time we see him on NHL ice again. Uh, that's, wow, some incredible news uh, and shocking news from the Colorado Avalanche on Tuesday. Let's talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, one, only one game on the slate on Monday night. Obviously, the talk dominated by the draft lottery. Uh, the Golden Knights thump the, the Edmonton Oilers in Game 3 in their building at Rogers Place in Edmonton. And, and Colby, when you take a look at this series now, my question for you, uh, as as you also had Lauren Brassois go down for the Golden Knights, is this a one-off for Edmonton? Or is this the sign of, of trouble to come for the Oilers against the Golden Knights? Yeah, I don't think it's particularly either. I, I think this is going to be a hard series. And I said it last Thursday on your show that I thought Vegas was going to win this series. Um, you know, apologizing to Tyler within the same sentence. But... You know, I, I just think that this is this is going to come down to it. You've got star players on both sides. Um, to me, I think Bruce Cassidy is, is one of the better in-game adjustment coaches in the NHL. Um, I think if there is a coach that can give you somewhat of a blueprint on how to slow down the big forwards on, on Edmonton, not stop because that's impossible, but slow down, I think Bruce Cassidy is one of the few coaches that understands how to do it. I think Jack Eichel's taken his game to another level in the playoffs, another big night last night. I think he's got a big chip on his shoulder, um, you know, wanting to show people that it's not his draft wasn't Connor Bedard. Oh, yeah. Who was second overall? He wants people to know um, he's here. He's he's going to compete for Stanley Cups. And, and again, I talked about ice time when we talked about this series last time, the way Bruce Cassidy manages the minutes of his players is impressive. One player on Vegas over 20 minutes last night, obviously they're up. So he's able to do that. You're not having to throw Eichel out every other shift, but it just shows you they're deep. And I think uh, being deep helps you, especially as you move along in the playoffs. And, and I really believe still Vegas is going to win this series on home ice in game seven. 
Interesting. So when you take a look at the crease and and I mentioned the injury to Lauren Brassois, Aiden Hill comes in. Uh, first off, fascinating that Jonathan Quick with his playoff experience uh, was not the number two choice uh, for the, the Vegas Golden Knights on their bench. But as you look at both creases now, as Stuart Skinner gets chased in game three, who do you have more concern for, Edmonton's goaltending or Vegas? You know, I, I would say probably Vegas. And the reason for that being is I've seen Skinner rebound after getting pulled in the playoffs and rebound well. Uh, we saw Campbell come in in relief, I believe, in the first round uh, against L.A. And then Skinner came back out and had one of his better games of the playoffs thereafter. Uh, so I just think there's a little bit more of a blueprint on that. And I think with Vegas, I, I don't know. It is... Is Logan Thompson the answer if you need a starting goalie? Is Jonathan Quick? So there's just a little more questions there, which never makes me feel uh, good in the playoffs. Yeah, agreed. The Edmonton Oilers have followed uh, sort of a very similar path, if not the lopsided score in round one. Lose games one and three and then win three straight to close out the LA Kings. The Dallas Stars did that as well in round one, and they find themselves in the same spot against the Seattle Kraken with their game four going on Tuesday evening out in Seattle at Climate Pledge Arena. Colby, let's get to our prospect analyst, Stephen Ellis, for this week's edition of The Next Wave. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's right. This is the next wave powered by the new Fanalytics menu at Boston Pizza. Deep fried pickle wedges, beer mosas, pizza flights. There's no better place on the planet to watch all of the Stanley Cup playoff action than at your local Boston Pizza. He is Stephen Ellis, our prospects analyst and associate editor at Daily Faceoff, fresh off of his trip to Switzerland at the U18 World Championships. Stephen, when you take a look at uh, your mock draft now, as you know, pretty easy to pencil in Connor Bedard and Adam Fantilli in the number one and two spots. But now that we know the order, take us through the rest of your top five and what that looks like in your mock draft. 
Well, first off, Frank, your story that you published this morning was awesome, getting the, the nice look at the, the draft lottery. But, uh, yeah, you look at Bedard, number one, that's easy. Number two, Fantilli, great prospect. Got to talk to him yesterday for a feature that's coming up. Um, for number three, I'm going with Leo Carlson on, on the Blue Jackets. I think, you know, it, just the way he plays is just so smart. He's very good in front of the net. He's very defensively responsible. And I just like the idea of him and Gujo and maybe Line A or, or Marchenko playing together. I just think that he fills just so many of the, the deficiencies that team's missing down the middle and you know with Cujo in particular you sign him for a long-term deal you want him to be able to play with some quality talent and uh, I think that that'll be something where uh, that's the guy they get uh, the big question for me though was where you're going to put Mitchkoff and I was thinking number four but then I ended up deciding you know Will Smith is a guy that can really turn things around in San Jose he will be going to college next year so it's not an immediate thing and I think that from there he'll he'll learn to play a bit better defensively, uh, add a bit more muscle to his game, but the creativity is there. And the one prospect, a lot of scouts, and more than I was expecting, we're talking about at the U18s, was Ryan Leonard. And you know, at first I'm thinking maybe later in the top five or later in the top ten, but you know, the more I'm talking to, they're like Montreal seems like a good fit where he can go in there. He'll be a fan favorite. He's the guy that when I asked like scouts like describe him it was like the guy that will help you win games it's he will always fight for you he will always put his best effort out there you know he he missed some games this year but he still had over 50 points just under 100 games and was kind of the driving force in a lot of cases for that top line for the u.s national development team so when i'm looking at the top five you know that's a quality group right there well, Stephen, I, I really do agree with you, especially on four and five, because the connections with Smith going to BC, Leonard going to BC, you've got Mike Greer, who's a Boston guy, you've got Marty St. Louis and Jeff Gordon, they're both Connecticut based in that New England area before they went off to Montreal. So I, I definitely like where your head's at on those. But I think Mitchkoff being outside the top five, it, it's really interesting to me. And uh, Arizona, Frank mentioned, kind of played themselves out of those top couple of picks, but you have uh, AZ taking them at six. And, you know, I'm just curious, why, why is the risk worth it for them? Because in my opinion, the reason he falls to six is because there is some risk involved. There's a lot of risk. And, you know, this is one that just talking to people in, in Switzerland, I was trying to get a clear answer. Like, what's going to happen? And no one seems to know. It seems like a lot of teams are trying to psych each other out in terms of information on whether or not they'll pick him. So, you know, the long-term contract is definitely a, a, an issue there where he signed till 2026. There's other things and, you know, it's just kind of sifting, but what's real, what's not. And when it comes to with Arizona, you know, I'm looking at this as a long-term situation for them. I know the Coyotes have kind of, it almost feels like they're rebuilding every year, but, you know, I, but the, the rumor of potentially Logan Cooley going back to college for next year and the, the team where, you know, they got some good prospects, but they're not going to be ready. And I'm thinking like with Mitchkoff coming in with that new arena, well, that would be a really cool addition to be the big star that really gets everything going there in Arizona in a couple of years. But, you know, at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes a little earlier. But the, I think that the issue here is just, you know, the unknowns and uh, what he was able to do in the KHL this season was spectacular, you know, putting up some great numbers with Sochi. Um, I, I believe he is going to be going back to discuss St. Petersburg after or to start the season. But, you know, just the talent there is going to be great. It's just, is a team going to be willing to to wait? And I think a team like Arizona, would they all have to be looking long-term here. I think they'd be one that's willing to take that move there. Yeah, there's 
such fascination around where Matvey Mishkov ends up going, Stephen. Um, and as we take a look at your mock draft order again, there's so many different risers and fallers. We had Craig Button on the DFO rundown last week, and he was talking about Axel Sandin Pelica and another guy that doesn't even show up in your top 16, uh, Tom Willander. He's thinking those two guys, the Swedish defensemen, might be the two best D-men in this draft. Um, so when you take a look at the top 16 that you have here, you've sort of got Bedard in his own class. And then how would you tear out these next 16 picks or next 15 picks after that and break those down into groups in terms of quality of player? Because you heard Yarmro Kekalainen say, we're going to get a franchise type cornerstone player at number three. See, it's tough because I don't have him obviously in my in my top five, but I think Mitch Goff, there's a potential for him to be the second best player in this draft. But I think just, you know, from a, from a, actual selection standpoint i don't think he'll go that high um for me it's bedard number one i think you could throw fantilli and, and mitchkoff into another tier uh maybe carlson and smith and 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 leonard and into a point maybe benson from there um the defense is i think the toughest one here because i don't think we got a, a true number one defenseman here but the one that i think just impressed me the most was david reinbacher and i think you know um, some Flyers fans were asking, like, would, would they really pick him? It's like, you got to go for the best available player. And I think, you know, for me, Reinbacher has to be one of the guys that uh, will go early. I just the, the skill he showed in the top Swiss League this year is something we don't often see from a defenseman of that age. And that, that's really important. Um, I'd be putting him in a, a pool maybe there of Oliver Moore, Dalibor Dvorsky, and, and Sandin Pelica. And then kind of after that, that's when you got the question marks of, you know, like, I love Gabe Perot. I like Kobe Barlow. I like Edward Shala, but are those guys, you know, are they all there? Are they Do they have the skill to make it work in the NHL and be a super effective player? So I think kind of like after about 11, that's where things fall off a little bit. Uh, I think your uh, internet cut out there, Stephen. Uh, Stephen, pleased to uh, have you join us today for the next wave, which was presented by our friends at Boston Pizza and their new Fanalytics menu. No better place on the planet to watch all of the Stanley Cup playoff action than at Boston Pizza. Thanks, Stephen. Talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. All right, Colby, time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. And my question to you is, which team is facing the most pressure tonight in a pair of game fours? Is it Carolina uh, to get out to that 3-1 series lead, the New Jersey Devils to draw even, the Seattle Kraken to take a stranglehold on their series against the Dallas Stars, or the Stars to get back to level ground? The Stars. To me, easily the Stars. The way they lost the last game, Ottinger has been seemingly up and down this round. And, and I defended him last Thursday on the pot, uh, on your show. And to me, he needs a big bounce back game. Um, you know, Seattle seems to be getting better and more confident. They look to me to be playing downhill. So I think Dallas is under the most pressure tonight because at the end of the day, I don't think Jersey's going to win their series. Um, so I, I really do. I, to me, it's, it's all about the Dallas stars finding a way to get it even this evening. Hot take for me in the Carolina, New Jersey series, the winner of game four wins the series. We'll see. Uh, that brings us to Tyler Uremchuk and our daily face-off Batano daily bet segment. Tyler, how'd you do last night? What do you got tonight? 
bad. The Oilers uh, really let me down that game. I mean, when I saw Laurent Brassois go down, especially, I was like, oh, that over three and a half that I took was looking pretty good. But uh, Aiden Hill shut the door, didn't face a ton of rubber either. So we'll look to bounce back tonight, Frank. Two games on tap in the NHL, and I got a couple of plays courtesy of Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. I like the Carolina Hurricanes. They are money line underdogs for the second straight game. And yes, they got blown out in game three, but I like them in a little bit of a bounce back spot. I think their goaltending should be better in this one. They've continued to find the back of the net at a pretty good clip against the Devils. And even if you view this game as a coin flip toss up, I think this plus 132 money line payout is a good enough reason to sprinkle a little on the Carolina Hurricanes. And then for my player prop tonight, I'm going to the Dallas-Seattle matchup, and I'm taking Rupe Hints over two and a half shots. That payout's not bad at minus 111, considering he's hit this in four consecutive games. And he hasn't just hit the three-shot mark. He's gone four, four, five, and four. So he's crushing it as of late, and we're getting a good payout. So I think this is priced a little wrong. Rupe hints over two and a half shots, and the Canes on the money line. Frank? All right. We got uh, Jason Robertson just ahead of him. His line is set at three and a half on the shot total. Does not have a single point in this series for the Dallas Stars. Uh, he needs to step up in a big way in game four in Seattle. Thanks to Tyler for our Botano .ca daily bet segment. That brings us to Col uh, garbage time, Colby. And I just wanted to riff a little bit because, as mentioned at the top of the show, I was sequestered in the NHL's draft lottery room in Secaucus, New Jersey, on Monday night. I got to witness it all for the first time in my career to see the surgical precision with how that plays out. I got to tell you, for all the tinfoil hat hockey fans on social media complaining about the process being rigged or, oh, we, the NHL just wants to get Connor Bedard to the third biggest market in the U.S., get him to a team where there will be eyeballs on him, which is good for the game, good for business. It's total bullshit. Got to tell you, I saw the entire thing play out. And yeah, I understand this, the miscue that took place on the production end, which caused Kevin Weeks to uh, sort of spoil the moment for the Columbus Blue Jackets and the drama. But the actual lottery itself was conducted about an hour and a half before that. And I was locked in a room without my cell phone, no ability to communicate and the reason for that is we got to see the entire process, the ping pong balls put into the machine, counting everything out, seeing the spreadsheets in terms of uh, the different possible combinations. You can watch the entire thing. It was taped. It's posted on NHL.com. I linked to it in my story. It is as legitimate as it gets. And more than that, I think from a pure drama standpoint, the intensity in that room, Colby, you could cut it with a knife. It was incredible to be there and see it uh, firsthand with my own eyes. And to then think about the process in terms of how this all plays out, the NHL shouldn't be flipping cards. That's not the way to do it. Just roll that lottery machine down the hallway into the studio and press that button in real time and reveal it live on air. That is real drama. Could you imagine pausing after the third ball, showing the live calculated odds on the screen, and then going to uh, you know Kyle Davidson to ask him what he's feeling in that exact moment in time, or Connor Bedard, or whoever it might be? That's the way to do it in the future. The NHL has made multiple tweaks to the draft lottery process in recent years, and that, Colby, is the one that I'd like to see next because it was so cool to see that firsthand. And I, I think all NHL fans would put everyone at ease. Just show it. And the NHL is completely transparent. Show it in real time. That's real drama. 
I, I'm just happy the Blackhawks got the first overall pick. So however it happened, it happened. <laughs> like Everyone's texting me, players, agents, managers, scouts, texting me, oh, it's so rigged, it's so rigged. But at the end of the day, it didn't. It wouldn't have mattered where he went. If he ended up in Arizona, they would have said it was rigged and they would have had a reason for it. If he ended up in it, – it just doesn't matter. 31 teams are going to say it's rigged. One team's going to say it's not. That's uh, the life we live. But I do like your idea, Frank. I think that's a really good idea. And I think maybe uh, you should send an email off to your friends at the league and suggest that. Well, I, I put it out there for all to read on dailyfaceoff.com. That's where you can read it, and that'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. We'll be back 12 noon Eastern on Wednesday. You know where to find us. Until then, enjoy the pair of Game 4s on Tuesday evening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.